How's everybody doing out there? YDBT Daily coming at you. Yeah, that's right. YDBT Dailies on Thursday. We do a little show, 8 o'clock to 9.30 p.m., where we just kind of talk shit a little bit. Not talking shit, I think I have usually more of a structured show. YDBT Daily, we're just kind of shooting the shit and see whatever comes up. But today, you know, <laughs> I want to pay homage to one of the better grassroots builders of all time. You know him as Turvy. I know him as Turuviate Racing. We're going to go through his <laughs> year-end update. We're going to see what is the future plan for his build. And I'm telling you, everything you think it is, it is. Uh, homeboy is... <coughs> he needs some help. He needs some milk. Homeboy is, um, I don't know, special. Also, we'll talk about LMP of MD, Late Model Performance of MD, releasing a new video. Their Camaro running 840s, and I think it went quicker during testing the following day. But you could see on their face that they had a very busy and jam-packed weekend. And the only bit of advice I would give LMP of MD, uh, based on my experience, and again, they race way more than I do, but I've been around a little longer, don't overcomplicate your racing because someone is always going to get left behind. He was talking in the video that the gray car that he tunes should have gotten more attention on it, but he couldn't because he was fucking with the red truck that he built him an engine for and the Camaro. And honestly, when you got a race program like that, just run one car. I get it. You want to be there for everybody, but if, if, you're, if you're then fragmented into three or four different people, they need 100% of you. And the Lunds was smart, and we had four people on one car. That's it. Four people and highly experienced people. Junior, Dakota, and I, we've done stuff. And Senior was also the crew. You know, he was basically the crew chief, and we followed his lead. But I'm telling you, it is a big to-do. Also, Build It Yourself channel, you guys were awesome and got an extra 600 subs. That's right. The Build It Yourself channel on YouTube, where I asked you guys to see if we can pump up their numbers a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh my God, they're up to 15,900 subscribers. Over 700 new subs on their channel. Thank you guys. Even if 250 of you did it and then shared it, I'm so happy to see a couple of nerdy dudes that built the V10 four valve style motor. I think that was super cool. And um, an engineering feat in and of itself. And I thought they deserve some recognition. But before we do any more talking shit, we'll have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. Oh my God, what an intro. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Ooh, I'm tired. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. Absolutely, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Let's get after it. Two Auto Solutions. Ryan Zanon, Two Auto Solutions. He asked for a tune today for 8,500 RPM shifts. I guess he built the Billy Badass motor, comp cams, good springs. He said, hey, I want 8,500 RPM shift. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Race motive, haven't heard shit about Dan, but apparently the race motive stuff still goes on. I don't know if they close down for the winter, but follow him on Instagram. DanaHapPerformance.com. Check him out for Black Friday deals. YDBT, mention YDBT, see if you get some kind of discount. Obviously, they can't violate map policy, but hey, it's worth a shot. Black Farm, BlackFarm.com. Got a 24 Mustang in? Take off. If you want to buy a motor, go there. Stop fucking around. If you want to get a takeout 2015 uh, motor, uh, Boss motor, GT350 motor, that's where you're going to go. And odds and ends, they have it all. Comforms, comforms.com. Finally got into the 7s. 
with a ZR1 with a power glide and a 2650. Super impressive. Ultimate Head, ultimateheader.com. PMAS. Nick James and PMAS and Calmer Transmission, CalmerTransmission.com. He's talking to me about turbo kits. I'm like, bro, that's not your life. Turbo kits are not are not your thing, Ben Calmer. I love you. Just stay away from turbos. You think superchargers are a pain in the butt? You think superchargers are hard to understand? You think pulley sizes and turbo output per pulley size is hard to understand? Wait till you get into turbo shit. It's no freaking joke. Let's say hi to the people here, and then we'll get after it. Darren Harper, Deuce did it. 2000 MCR, Pito Chiquito, Corn Fed Coyote, Redbird. Maki Mock, Ray Ray. Anthony, YouTube Corrupt says, good evening. Scott Andrews, Smack, one Manic 5-0. Coyote Fury, Coyote Kelly. Dixon, Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. No, that's someone else. I thought it was the, the guy over in Texas. Travis, Arian Noel says, good evening, big Kuho. Shipbox Fox, Joe Swiss, Maki Mako, Jones, Monty540, Jam, Andy Black Betty, Arturo, Hermosillo, Gra- Gaia Bravo, Stephen Contreras, Adonis, Johnny Boy, Back to Coma, TJ Sikorsky, Mendoza, Coyote, Rocco, Jason, Jason again, Monty, Rogers, Kevin Biascochea says, hi, everybody. JZ's Garage says, hey, y'all. Hope everything's good to each of you. Into Puerto Rico, great Mustang. Uh, 2JZ, Fox Body, Butcher. Do you actually have a 2JZ and a Fox Body? Whoever this is, do you actually have a 2JZ and a Fox? Omar, great Mustang, Recon 5.0, Butcher, battery relocated under the Recaros, says Butcher CS. Great Mustang a couple of times, Christian Duran, Bondo Bird missing third, Big Guns, Twitch, Joshua, Craig Walls, Mr. Fox Body with the, the four eye. God damn it. You, you got to drop off that Noonan shit down to my place, bro. That, that's, that is a badass car. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> I wish I knew what that car. Hey, Craig Walls, what's your best time in that notch? Uh, I think you had a 315 tire, turbo 400, big single, Noonan 460, small block forward. What's your best time in that car? And then I'm going to ask you a couple of other questions because we've gotten some slightly backhanded compliments and I'm a little, not salty about it because, you know, at the end of the day, we won World Cup and, and we're happy about that. But don't don't put down our operation. Don't start saying weird stuff because I get I get I get trigger happy. You know what I'm saying? Alva Galarga, Wilbur 50, RCSB Ricky, Gregory Upvich, Coyote Fury, Leon Phelps, PNW. Let's go all the way to the bottom. We got Ignacio Butcher, Christian Maldonado, Low and Slow, Bakti Luxury, Car Enthusiast, Brian, NTX, LSX Racing says, How's the family, Alex? Wouldn't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> Drew. P. Weibo says, yo, Mustang Lifestyle says you can't tune a lawnmower. Meanwhile, didn't he blow up his car on the dyno? So it's like, uh, he, yeah, he, also, he ran 897. He was so happy. He said, yeah, bitches, seven second next. Uh, look, look, he blew up a, 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 a Coyote swap. He blew up a, a 700 horsepower car on the dyno. If I blow up a 1,000 horsepower car, that's one thing. To blow up a 700 horsepower car, bro, stop. The guy is literally working off of probably used Palm Beach dyno tunes, a.k.a. Lund tunes, because... What's your base? What's your base file for a fifteen Mustang Auto with a TVS? What's your base file? VMP's base files? Stop it! Okay, let's uh, talk about Mister the Man of the Hour, the man we all love here. We want to get an update because we want to know that the grassroots build is still going on strong. That's right, Mister Turvy himself, and you know what the fuck you're looking at right there, right? Everybody knows. Is this? Okay, is this a crater on the moon, the Mars rover footage, or Turvey's Weld? <laughs> and if you had Turvey's Weld, well, you won! Not exactly the best. 
because I didn't scrape the slag. Still some slag left on it. Craig Walls, imagine your cage looks like this. I saw that guy's cage. Bro, it was art. Imagine the, the thing that you are relying on saving your life is held down by this. But I tried to get in wherever I could. Oh, my Mind Lord. you, I am. Still There's the battery, by the way. <laughs> still an amateur. Yeah, the guy that said the battery is mounted under the Recaro exactly the was best. not that far off. I tried to... Where is this? <laughs> I love you, brother. Don't change. This is. I love that this thing has auto, auto uh, 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 stories or, or chapters or whatever. Look at this shit. I want to see the front shot where he's talking about his seatbelt. Where is it, bro? I I saw the the weld on the cage. Uh, here we go. Belt harness. Now I've. Oh, dude, look at this. By the way, you look good, bro. I mean, I I gotta admit. The hair, I'm jealous. You have excellent hair, and you are smart to grow it out. It is your best feature. Aside from the number two tattoo, your hair <laughs> Had this Sabelt harness. Look at the fucking mop on his shit. Good for you, bro. For maybe two years. Look, what's, look at this, guys. You want to see? <laughs> if you want, I'm going to pause it here. We need to psychoanalyze <laughs> this engineering marvel of just... This intersection of bullshit that's happening up here. <laughs> I wish I could zoom in. Here's, uh, I had it about five, six months before I crashed this car. So I at least have a harness. Yeah, uh, it's probably out of date, but it's all good. He's talking about the harness. He's pointing to things. Let's see. So I'm going to figure out a way to redo my original headliner. <laughs> Why, dude? <laughs> oh, suede uh the alcantara fabric but you know he's either dead serious or this is the biggest troll of all time he went through all this time effort and work to troll us and he's just laughing his ass off he's probably evil genius just gonna wrap around the roll cage and kind of cover it up and then the fia they want a square to remove the driver. Your, so. your head's gonna get chopped off, bro. If you do anything there and you hit a bump, your head is gonna fly off. Let's get to the trunk. My car really needs a wash. <laughs> it needs a crusher. Fuck a wash. So, for the trunk, I put some. <laughs> Guys, it just gets better. Why in the fuck? Why? What's wrong with the key, dude? Does the key not work? Like, uh, hey, Turby, does the key not work, man? Like, you can't stick the key in there and just twist it to the right and the trunk opens? You have to put these... F Arrow catch latches on it. I got one mounted well, Let's in. go back and see if there's Some actual... Arrow catch latches on it. Let's see. Let's see if the... Uh, enhance. 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 Ah, I don't think... I don't think there's a, a a cylinder in there. I think it just went flying off the shit. I got one mounted in. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> why? Dude, why? Why don't you just buy a cylinder at like anywhere and make it work like normal? And then here's the second one. So that's how I'd like to open up my trunk. But what you want to open up your trunk by arrow catch latches or whatever the fuck they're called. It, it, 
complicating your life. Now let's go to the wheels. Wheels. Uh, forged wheels that I would like. And I'm playing with a bunch of different sizes. For some reason, I think really large diameter rims make a car look attractive. Hence, that's uh, why new supercars are coming with 22s. This is a new edge, dude. Do not compare new supercars to a new edge. 20s, 24s. So I like 21s on the back and 20s right now. That's kind of what I'm feeling at the moment. But then, Wow. 21s at the back, 20s at the front. Entire car is going to be 8 inches wider. And then I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> Ow. The quarter panels are going to look original, but they'll stretch out, kind of blend in with the... Bro, your hands are sweet. Man, look at this motherfucker's hands. Mm. Man, them some soft-ass hands. You know what I'm saying? Body work. And uh, that way they don't look like just some cheap Amazon flick. Look at the fucking fingers on this guy. Do you think this guy works at a foundry? And then with the body work. Or a uh, refinery? And uh, that way they don't look like just some... I don't know. Them, them nails don't look like refinery nails. Call me crazy. Cheap Amazon flares that got stuck on the car. But whenever I widen everything up, the scoop on the core... Let's get to this front wheel, Cobra actually. Our style, I'll probably get like a 15-spoke wheel. And like a gloss silver with Mustang center caps. How about getting matching lug nuts? Forget Mustang center caps and 20 inch in the back and 21 inch in the back and 20. How about getting lug nuts that like match? Like the simplest shit. Like work on the simple stuff first. Oh, what the hell did I do? Back to wheels. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. Half up front. It's got to fit that brake kit in there. So I want. Oh my lord, look at the fenders. These fenders are like 40,000 thick. And so I don't know. If Holy shit. <laughs> it's like when um, Cyclops found out he had powers and he like took off his glasses by mistake. This is the outcome of that. <laughs> when he just melts the school in half. Well, I think Cyclops was here and found out his powers are uh, active near Turvey's car. If I want to weld it or if I want to JB weld it with like a, an epoxy wow. just to get this shit. Wow, just... Just look at this, bro. I, I'm, I'm loving this upload. This is just full of guys. Go there and watch the video. Uh, if anything, it's a tutorial on what not to do to your car ever in history. But again, he has to be a troll. There's no way he's fucking serious. No, no way. But I had put a plate to kind of hold it open. Oh my god. And <laughs> Fuck, I, I, I just, oh, look at this. It, it looks like death. What were you trying to do, Turv? You were trying to do a GT350 slit and you just quit halfway? It's like, yeah, you know, that, that's good enough. I gotta go, I gotta go flip some fucking tater tot somewhere. Fuck me. So when I did the front of my car, I had to make the brackets for the header panel from scratch. <laughs> I had to make them, uh an inch narrower I believe because they were too short so I had a half inch half inch and then make it mount but whenever I made that that's the cold day wait a minute wait a minute. is that your cold air <laughs> I just noticed the filter what the hell what are you trying to do oh I believe wow. that I put the it's like ram air sideways SRAM air tubular front end on just slightly crooked so you know just a little bit but it's the little things like this that yeah, let's look at the engine bay did, did he okay 
bets on whether he ever cleaned up the um, radiator hose bursting. Wow, look at this. What is this? Is this the battery terminal dangling there? Is this the old battery terminal dangling there? I don't know. Uh, bet on whether he actually cleaned up the mess. I, I would say no. I have I mean, not seen the video yet. No rocks will tear him up. But I'm rocks. What about your fucking brake lines? I'm gonna have to pull out my brake lines and completely remake them from scratch. Mm. Oh shit! I was wrong. He actually. <laughs> oh, there's duct tape. <laughs> what an end of the year update. There is duct tape holding on what seems to be a wiring harness that secures to the body. And there's a metal plate on top of the cold air. Okay? There's a, <laughs> there's a metal plate on top. He made a cold air box. Whoa! One, two. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven couplers. How many turns? One, two, three, four, five, five turns. Oh my god, the more you look at it, the worse it gets. Holy shit. Okay, let's keep going. Oh. <laughs> Dude! <sighs> Alright, so this is pretty much how my front end ended up turning out. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Uh, I want to go with a black engine bay and i was able to get to everything except for this corner in this area right here so I wait this is a finished product i still have to finish it oh okay but thank um, you the main reason that i don't want the v6 is all the extra wiring and shit taking up space like all this my entire fuse box everything up against the wow okay let's just fast forward um okay there's your overflow can oh fuel system uh Okay, let's look at this fuel system. So, <clears throat> this car is not boosted, correct? So it's got a line in. Okay, e okay, line in or line in. Okay, fine. Return. So line in, return, feed. Okay, line in, return or line in, return, feed. But why is it boost referenced? So you're going to lose pressure because you're vacuum, right? And for yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's at the manifold. So this only sees vacuum. So your pressure is designed to drop. Okay, guys, help me out here. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me look up the chat. Guys, help me out here. Is this, is this designed? He'll see a pressure drop, correct? <laughs> He'll see a <laughs> he will see a pressure drop in under vacuum with a boost reference regulator, correct? Like uh, am I crazy? I think a boost reference regulator is so that when you see boost, it goes up with boost one pound of PSI per pound of boost. So this thing, it's actually seeing vacuum 
and it will drop pressure. It will. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that I'm not comp poor innovations fuel system. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Innovations Fuel System, Angel Puerto Rico. Dude, send me your email. I got to send you something. Poor Innovations Fuel System. Oh, my God. So, wait a minute. So, this, this will see a pressure drop. <laughs> it leans out. <laughs> right, because the fuel regulator drops pressure. If it goes under vacuum. Oh, bro. Someone says, that's how it works, bonehead. And I'm like, okay, well, let's keep going. Anyone that wants ideas on <laughs> how to do a, I guess, aftermarket fuel system on the factory fuel rail for the V6. Uh, I have the entire thing set up against the firewall. Okay. But I actually cut the uh, <laughs> I cut the rubber off of the Wow look at the amount of oil buildup right here bro holy shit man factory fitting use your factory fitting it's not the best but it's the only option you got really unless you feel like making something from scratch but I ran fresh hose fresh to my um, fuel pressure regulator I'm still blown away that there's a boost reference on a NA and this is originally what I was going to do, but like I said, I'm in a position now where I can ditch the V6 and swap over to a V8. Okay. Okay, Turvey, just set pressure at 50 PSI and take off the boost reference. I think with this uh, fuel pressure regulator, if I'm not mistaken, you can just change the pressure spring out in it and run, uh, run carbureted on the same one. But oh, you could just drop pressure to 7 PSI. Oh, whatever. whatever. I want to go carbureted because oh my I can God. get rid of all this wiring. No, no, not really, but whatever. I'm scared to find out. But what I did with the power steering is I actually hooked it, Holy shit. it up to the transmission cooler lines just to run the power. You know, you got to give it to the kid, though. He's trying stuff. Even though it's absolutely retarded, he's trying stuff. There's some fiberglass. Oh, when did you get a, a walls? <laughs> When did, when did you get walls? Just so I can set the weight distribution, do those in some thick fiberglass. Wow. Okay, let's end it. So that's today's short little video. <laughs> well, actually a lot longer than any of my previous videos. Good for but you, bro. That's today's video. Uh, for the moment right now, I'm saving up for a daily driver. I would like to get another new edge because of spare parts and or a Crown Victoria Grand Marquis type car. Just Of course. Of course. You know, I was thinking this guy probably will get to Lincoln Mark 8 or something stupid. It's comfortable. Uh, financially, another new edge would be the smartest thing that I could do. What? Financially, the smartest thing is to ditch everything and buy a S197. Uh, I would like to have a second car on the side, make it worth about $30,000. What? Start trading my way up because I really want like a 67, 68 fastback as a daily or a Cobra. Oh my God. Um, that's up in the air. But for right now, I'm saving up for a daily. How are you going to get a Crown Vic to be worth 30000 bucks? Like what crowd? Anyway, so anyway, uh, yeah, love you, Turvy. Um, uh, I don't even know what the fuck to say, but I knew that once I saw this video, I I had to reference it because I'm like, let me let me watch it with the people because, holy crap, um, he 
is one of the those special characters that do you guys don't understand a lot of you guys go why does alex give him any shine i just have infinite infinite content with the kid okay you saw that for the first 24 minutes of the show all i did was literally just hit play <laughs> and the, and um my god and the, the poor innovations fuel system uh line was golden congratulations angel puerto rico so be on the lookout for turvy in a crown vic somehow making it worth thirty thousand bucks i don't what do you have don't you have to put like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars into a new edge to make it worth thirty thousand bucks <laughs> holy shit unreal okay so um did craig walls ever answer what his car ran so the other day i was um on online just kind of reading some stuff and i saw a post by the guy that we ran at uh, World Cup, the guy that we ran in the final round, um, I think his name is Connolly or something like that, and he said that, <clears throat> you know, he said he had a heartbreaking weekend, and he showed all of his runs and everything, and then, I don't think he said anything wrong, <clears throat> but one line in his post kind of made me go, hmm, and again, I'm trigger happy when it comes to that shit, because what we accomplished should not be put, okay, I get it if someone gets beat and they get beat by someone just back halfing the crap out of you, but you got to understand what, what that car is. What the Grey Goose is, is a development vehicle that weighs 3,300 pounds, 6R80, MAF sensor, and, and, and right there, I think a lot of people don't even, like I lose them. I lose a lot of the audience, and I understand that, but if you understand how difficult and like an engineering feat it is to get a car with a math sensor to make about 2,000 horsepower and get it down the track and back half and run 209 and stay in one piece and do it all while weighing 400 pounds more than your competition. I think no negative words should be said ever. Now, I'm not saying you said anything negative. I'm just kind of blown away that there's always an asterisk somewhere. And I went, okay, I, I don't understand how how there's always an asterisk but again we were nothing but respectful to every opponent we had we were blown away that we were even even in the same league as these guys but i i guarantee that next year if we were to enter street fighter class the way the gray goose currently sits i guarantee a lot of racers would say no we protest that car should have a power restriction. That car should have smaller turbos. That car should have this and this and that. Meanwhile, <clears throat> it has a 6R80 from Ford, a block from Ford, heads from Ford, cams from Ford. And <clears throat> I'm kind of blown away that people still find a little something to kind of throw in there to make it seem like, oh, we had some kind of advantage. So I, I just thought I was a, a little... <clears throat> Uh, trigger happy when it comes to that comment, but I don't think he meant anything under, I don't think he meant anything malicious, but let's be honest. If you get beat, you get beat and that's it. Like like throwing shade at someone, I think is, even if it's a small, small amount of shade, I think it's a little weird. <clears throat> so LMP of MD, late model performance of Maryland, LMP, uh, late model, late. They put out a new video 
And this is what happens when you go to World Cup and you just thrash. Like, these guys just absolutely thrash the shit out of their cars. There, And the problem is, you know, he's got three or four customers that, you know, are going, are, are going with him. Oh, my Lord. Jesus Christ. So, what I want to show you guys is how spoiled Coyote owners are. Do you know what it takes to make a Camaro like this run a number? Versus what a Gen 2 at about 50,000 bucks and a built bottom end and a turbo kit can do. This is Alec Bledsoe's green ZL1. <clears throat> and, it, you know, it's got a 1.7 liter blower, worked up motor, <clears throat> still has the 10 speed. And, you know, he's going out there and qualifying and running World Cup. And look at what the car runs. And, you know, it's impressive, but it, it reminds us how spoiled Coyote owners can be. So 844 at 160, flying, especially for a 1.7 liter blower. Again, this is not a Kong 2650. <clears throat> I don't know that he'll go Kong 2650, but at this point, I think it's time. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he built this motor specifically for the 1.7, but shit, if you can get another, I don't know, 200 horsepower out of a 2650, brother, it's time. So he ran, and at the end, he um, you know he looked like he was beat. Like at the end of the video, he's like, uh, "Defender liner out," but that was questionable. Remember, we I talked. think they ended up running low eight forties or whatever. But you could tell that he's like, "I'm just you know. I'm just done with this shit." So he had the red truck. I think it's called uh, Red Rum. This truck it ended up running like a ridiculous number, like a six something on a motor that I think he provided. <clears throat> oh, this is a seven second pass. So, previously he had gone, I think, right here. Previously, I think he had gone six-something. This is a fucking full-size. This is a big-ass truck. <clears throat> Damn, dude. 659, 207 out of a big old fucking truck, single turbo. Um, so, you know, Alec Bledsoe, I, I think represented well, but maybe the weekend didn't go his way. But I mean, you, you, when you bring out a bunch of cars, it's real difficult to kind of be in everyone's pit and really provide the proper customer service. So maybe he'll back it off and bring one or two cars or just bring his own. But hopefully he, it doesn't discourage him. I don't think it discouraged him. I think if anything, it gave him more encouragement to get after the record. <clears throat> but I suspect that Camaro is going to have a bigger blower in it sooner than later. So we'll talk about whatever. Um, but typically, we're going to go ahead and um, kind of, you know, talk about Turvey, talk about um, some of the stuff that happened at World Cup. Next year's plans for World Cup. 6 or 80 stuff that's coming up that I think is going to blow you guys away, but I won't really mention anything until we can actually make it <clears throat> public. But the juices got flowing at World Cup when it comes to 6 or 80 stuff. Craig Wall says just the A to B hit went 11060 foot. 435, 170, 684, 176 out of the throttle just before the 1,000 foot broke trans for second round of eliminations. Dude, that thing was on its way to like a 660 pass because if you would have stayed in it, 435, 170, we went 444 at 166 and we ended up going to 679. So yeah, if you can put that all together, a 660 or a 650 is right there out of a Noonan 460 single turbo. What broke on the trans? Isn't it a Billy Badass trans? Like I'm wondering what... 
breaks at that power level, which is probably 2,200 horse or so. <clears throat> Why does it seem that the 10 speed in the ZL1 shifts so positive? On Johnny Point, Alec Bledsoe has a lot of work in that specific transmission. The 10R80 in the Mustang, in my opinion, is not as robust as the 10R80 in Camaros. I think they have a more robust e-drum where the clutch pack is. I think they have an extra clutch disc in the e-drum, if I'm not mistaken. I could be absolutely wrong about that, but that's what I've kind of heard. And the torque management logic on Chevys is maybe favorable for them to run. So when you hear that popping in between the shifts, the car's actually going slower. So a lot of people keep torque management on on the first two or three shifts. You hear boom, boom, boom. And then after that, they slide into gear. Which means there is no reducing of the torque to make the shifts, which means you might be burning it up, but it's making the shift. And typically you can go faster. And, and I suspect that Alec Bledsoe launches his car, keeps torque reduction or spark cut or fuel cut. I would think spark on the shift maybe the first two shifts, and then after that, it slides into gear because you're down the track and the car is has now more momentum and maybe less torque um, out the back, and it typically can make the shift. Whereas 10R80 Mustangs, you disable all that shit because the torque management or a torque reduction on a shift on a Mustang, you can cause some damage. If you enable torque reduction on a Mustang making 1,500 horsepower through a 10R80, you will smoke the clutches. So if you reduce the torque by spark or by fuel, a lot of different things can happen. You can hurt the motor or you can hurt the trans. I'd rather hurt the trans than hurt the motor or turn off all torque reduction, let it have everything, and hopefully mechanically it stays together because when you try to massage the torque reduction on 10 or 80s, it just smokes the clutches. <clears throat> Uh, Speed Limit Official says I was laughing so hard. Can't wait to see the F-150 build series next. I don't think that'll happen. Mustang Lasso did a nice rip. He's more legit than I ever thought he'd be. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, a Wheeler, you're in the wrong. You're in the wrong channel if you're gonna praise that dumbass. Um, how much for you to take my ticket if I go to Lund? I can't get this Holly set up to run right. Tuner says looks good. Glass roof? No. What? What Holly stuff? You mean like a Holly Dominator or, or Terminator? Or are you saying your Holly intake? Z01 has some type of minor fuel cut between the shifts, I think, gives it a nice sound. I think the Z01 10 speed is one of the fastest shifting converter transmissions you can buy today. I don't know about that. I made it, says Jason Rivera, dropping a like. I, if I ever get another Camaro, I'd send it to LMP. That Z01 is so fast for a 1.7 liter blower. Understand, Turbo Tommy. I don't think it's a stock motor. So. If you want that kind of treatment, you got to give it some some dough. You got to be willing to tear that motor apart. Now, the white car that Dell, I think, has, I think that's a stock motor, but it's not a 840 car. It's probably low 9, high 8. Seventh is the weak link on the ZL1. Don't know about the 10R80. Mine doesn't pop on the shift. Yeah, same, same thing. Nobody makes a 6.7 shift at all. Brand new setup, boost cap to 35 PSI, should make it 50 PSI, just trying to sneak up on the fuel map and not burn anything up. I think I broke the sprag. Oh, shit. Do you have a uh, billet, you know, like a reed case, RPM, or M&M transmission? Um, the one I had had all billet internals, 
but obviously I wasn't making 2,000 a horse like you are. The only individual that holds the feet of such record will behold the understanding of that greatness. What the fuck is he talking about? Sorry for, sorry for maybe a dumb question, says Brandon, but I'm watching vids on the 24 dud. Could the shops who are trying with them when they do long tubes and remove the cats use mill eliminators or are they past things? I think just like on, on, on modern Ford Mustangs, any Mustang 11 and up with a Coyote with wide bands, if you remove the cats, it's going to make power. And I think that's all they're doing. I don't think they're installing a mini cat or something like an O2 spacer in the rear O2s to mimic a catalytic converter differential. Again, guys, the front O2s and the rear O2s, all they need to see is a certain type of differential in readings to fool the computer that there's a cat there. When you do not plug in the rear O2s, it sets off a circuit code and or it can set off a cat inefficiency code. So even if you get a cat code, I don't think it's going to reduce the power. I think it just throws a code. Same thing as 11 and up. If you delete the cats on your modern Coyote and you get PO420, PO430 codes, vaya con Dios, we can't do shit about it. If, you, if you're living in a mission state, you got to make it pass. It's not up to us to do a goddamn thing. But on the 24 Mustang, I think the same thing. You take off the cat, it just makes more power and it throws codes. It doesn't limit anything. But this is the problem. The problem is... I don't want to even give it away. I don't want to give you guys anything. But I'm going to talk about it. The drive modes. When you get a check engine light, the drive modes are probably disabled. Now, I don't know on 24s, but let's say, for instance, you install TBM brakes. Now, ABS is disabled. Now, the car cannot flip through modes even though in the menu you are in drag mode and you think you are in drag mode the car with a check engine light probably cannot change modes probably so if you're going down the track you think you're in drag mode and the car used to bang on the shifts right now after installing brakes delete the cats change out some of the filters and throw some race gas in it, now the shifts are softer. But you swear to God, you're in drag mode. You're like, I'm in drag mode. I swear to God, I am in drag mode. Look, I flipped the switch, I'm there. But the car's shifts feel softer. And you think, well, maybe it's just because I removed the cat that the shifts feel softer. I think, and I might be wrong, that the car is not going into drag mode. I think that the car is in normal mode. And still shifting at, let's say, 72, 73, maybe 7,500 RPMs. So what happens on a stock driving mode in between the shifts? It hangs spark or manipulates spark or cuts fuel to reduce torque. So what happens when you, in the middle of a shift cut fuel or cut spark and you're shoving nitrous through it anybody any anybody want to tell me what would happen if you are reducing torque in the middle of the shifts via fuel because i don't know the logic of 24 mustangs i haven't seen a data log but let's say you go down the track and the car goes and it does this weird shit 
but you're shoving 100, 200, 300 shot through it. Hey Alex, says Tenor 80 Sergio. I've been having issues with my car starting in the morning after I installed the four fuel system. It's a Gen 3 ESS car with the DI deleted on E85. How do you think I can fix the issue? Tell your tuner to add more crank fuel because if it is cold out. Also, did you install a check valve in your fuel system? If you install the check valve, you're on E85, but it is cold where you're located. Just have the tuner add more crank fuel. Is the Gen 2 Coyote best for boost? And what is your opinion on ESS chargers? Turbo Tommy, you are new to the channel. I love ESS superchargers. The G3X to me is perfect. Uh, Gen 2 Coyote to me is king because of the 6R80 if you're going to go automatic. So an ESS Gen 2 6R80 car with a built trans, you can make six. Uh, you can make 650 on pump gas. You can make 900 on E85, more than enough to blow it up. And ESSs keep making power the more you rev them out. Craig Walls says, I have a Reed case. Kenny Keith built. Top of the line trans, out of my X275 car from last year, and needed to be refreshed. Okay, got it. You know that's interesting. Um, I wanted uh, the Fairmont. You guys will be happy to hear. I got a hold of a fabricator. He sent me a quote, and it is right where I thought it'd be. Mini tub, notch the frame a little bit, run it, run it through the frame connector to the cage. 850 chrome molly cage, front tubular. Um, and relocate the shocks inboard on the rear. Um, take a guess as to how much it is, but it is exactly what I thought it'd be. So now I have to make up my mind whether I'm going to just drop that dough on the car or not. And talking to, to, to the people out there, I, I might I might go back to a 6R80 to continue the progress. When I installed a 4R200 hub in the Fairmont, a lot of people were like, what trans is in that car? 4R200, they got calls. I was able to give you guys feedback. But now since the juices got flowing over World Cup and we see that one critical component not being used during those runs made the transmission live a long life, I might go back and help my buddy Jake promote the 6R80 and the new stuff that they're doing with the 6R80. I think it'll be super trick. Uh, kaboom, right. So reducing torque in the middle of the shift via fuel cut. While you're shoving nitrous or race gas in it, it's not good. Turbo Tommy says he preaches the 6R80 and the Gen 2 for boost. Exactly. Rami Zaidan says backfire. Ah, there you go, Rami. So imagine, Rami, you got a car that sees 26 degrees from the factory. 26 degrees of timing, spark advance at 1.0 load or 0.9 load and up in, at sea level. Race gas, nitrous, disabled the drag mode because they installed brakes or headers and now the check engine light is on and it doesn't allow you to go through the drive modes. And it starts reducing torque in the middle of the shifts, sounding weird while you're shoving nitrous through it. it guys, it, be careful what you wish for when it comes to what you guys are seeing out there with 24 Mustangs. So let's take it all the way. Twin turbo Mustang with a bone stock tune. You now have 26 degrees of timing, six pounds of boost, which is on a single turbo, maybe eight. And now you're running race gas through it. A NGK 6510 gapped tight so you don't have any issues. But the car doesn't go into the drive modes and it reduces torque on a shift while boosted at 26 degrees. 
Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't you don't have to guess as to what happens. You're mechanically minded. You understand why tuning you have to have a tune. You got to scale the spark tables to be commensurate with the amount of boost and airload and atmospheres you're throwing at it. When you were talking about what it takes for the Lund team to do what they do, when you were talking about what it takes for the Lund team to do what they did to what they, okay. GM computers to go, GM computers go to low timing table when the codes pop up. Um, can the tampering ABS signal cause the traction control system to malfunction and kick on? Yes, there was a Blue GT500 that talked about TCS kicking in on the middle of a drag strip, similar concept. Not TC, but torque reduction on the shifts. You can DI delete Gen 3s, yes, but with an N gauge only. What coil packs and spark plugs does Lund recommend? Stock coil packs, spark plugs, 6510 for boosted applications up to 15 or 20 PSI. Above that, like brisk 10s or something like that. Jay Walker missed a BMW in the house. So people are guessing as to how much money. Yeah, you're, 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 you're going to be in the eighteen dollars to $22,000 range for all that kind of work. And I'm okay with that. You guys make fun of me for wanting a plaid and this and that. And I thought to myself, well, if, the, if hush money stays rotting in a lot somewhere, I'm never going to get to it. And you guys are right. And again, the World Cup stuff made me want to support Jake more. And obviously, Lund tuning. Would pro so I'd probably stick another Coyote in it, another control pack in it, another 680, but this time, twin turbo. None of this supercharger stuff. Parker Lamancey says, trying to decide if headers are worth the drop. That matched my current setup. 18 ported manifold, 18 JLT, LE4785, what power games would headers give? Not much over cat deletes. If you already have cat deletes on a car, headers are not going to give you another 20 horse. If you deleted the cats on your 18 and up Mustang or 15 and up Mustang or 11 and up Mustang, and you then you decide headers, you're probably going to see a drop in torque and maybe another three or four horsepower. But if you're going boosted, it changes everything. Eric's love the data heavy videos. Going over data logs is where I learned the most. Stop by to say what's up, says Darwin Gomez. Uh, M does eight. Has been watching a ton of videos lately to help my plan my Coyote swap. Bondober says I paid ninety five hundred for a mini tub, eight point five chrome molly cage, mounting the engine trans and stainless exhaust. So I guess ten k. No, way more than that. It probably double that, the amount of work. Because I got a front half, or front, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Lund is my tuner, says 10 already, Sergio. I don't know who it is, though. Has a check valve, has been chasing the issue for a while now. I'm exhausted and I just want to fix. Just haven't been getting solid answers of how to fix it. 10 already, Sergio, is it cold where you're located? Did the problem start when you had a, when the, when the weather started to get colder? If that's the case, it just needs more crank fuel. Um, hope you haven't... Have you have you seen anyone who has a DID on a Gen 3 able to run a 2.3 Roush TVS or any blower Gen 2 Coyote? No, but you can. And that's the whole thing. The whole allure of running DI delete is, number one, you get rid of a variable. The direct injection on Gen 3 Mustangs has nothing to do with power output. I love people that were like, well, that's what gives it its power. Really? Explain to me like I'm a child. Explain to me like I'm a fucking two-year-old how DI in conjunction with port injection helps make power on a Gen 3. Go. Uh, Rodrigo Salas says, last year someone asked you set up for a roll drag. What's your setup for a street drag fox with a C4? Also, what tire? I'm not going to go into it that much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take 500 years to explain that shit. I'll eventually do a C4 in the white notch if I do 10s, NA, 9s, nitrous, Boom, C4 on the bitch. 
I missed the Porsche now too. Okay. <laughs> the Luntu 23 F-150s. If 23 F-150s are able to be indexed and tuned and flashed, we tune them. But I don't know specifically if we've tuned any 23s. I told the guy with the S650 Twin Turbo it's dumb to run it with the 26 series and he called me poor and don't know what I'm talking about. Of course. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. 26 degrees of timing on pump gas, twin turbo. What do you think is going to happen at 5 to 6 PSI at 7,500 RPMs with 26 degrees of timing at 5 to 6 PSI? A bunch of bad stuff. And let's see if the torque reduction kicks in, brings the spark down to 8. Long tubes shouldn't hurt torque. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. Just stop. Just stop. Please stop. Uh, if you don't understand how long tubes can lower your torque output because it's a restriction and now you have less of a restriction, so what makes more torque? A higher restricted car or a car with less restriction? I, 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 don't, have to, I don't have to explain it to you. I've seen it. I've done it 30 or 40 times, and I get about 20 guys in my ticket system a day that do it and wonder why it dipped down on torque a little bit. Five, um... Mexico night this past weekend and ran Sam 5.0 in my Lexus and he gave me that Lund tune gap. His car was out. Good to hear you finally found a fab guy. Long time coming. Yeah, the guy, the guy emailed me, the guy messaged me. We talked on the phone. I told him what I wanted. I sent him pictures. He worked up a quote, sent me a quote. I thought it was proper. I said, I said it's an it's an investment, but it, it the car's going to be safer, stiffer, hayo, and... You know, I'm going to run it like that maybe one season, then maybe shorten the rear end and put a 15-12 back there, drop it down because the way Craig Walls' car looked, I was in love with. I'm like, I want my shit to look like that. I don't care if it's even for cruising. I want it to look like that. Has anyone ever tried to run a manual valve body with overdrive lockup on a switch? 4R200, can't do it. You can't do it. You can't run a manual valve body on a 6R80 because it has clutch ongoing, offgoing. It has computer control. Now... If somebody was engineering-minded enough to, say, have static pressure, meaning the pressure is always super jacked up on a 6R80, and you can somehow make a manual valve body for it with overdrive on a switch, I think that would be fantastic. But imagine what that takes. You have to then modify the valve body to be manually shifted, have the pressures be way up, make sure you don't smoke the clutches, and have overdrive on a switch. That, that's very difficult. So if anyone can do it, it's Jake. 10R80 Sergio says it's worse now when it's cold, but that's expected since 1985. When it was warm, it would take four or five attempts. Okay, 10R80 Sergio, hit up your tuner. Say, hey, I'm having cold start issues. Can we try some crank fuel at it? I don't think the tuner is going to trip balls if you ask for more crank fuel. Now, 18 and 2018 Mustangs, believe it or not, you're going you're gonna to be blown away by this. We don't have access to the crank fuel table. That's right. 18 and up Mustangs, we do not have access to the crank fuel table. We might be able to fudge the numbers by throwing some uh, fuel in the base fuel table, meaning the base fuel table that it references, but it also, it references like 40 tables on startup, okay? So typically I can add fuel in the crank fuel table. 18s don't have that. 19 and up do. Uh, And again, editable. Again, you guys think that 
I love how you guys, most of you guys that don't know a goddamn thing, think that people that index tunes know stuff. People that index tunes don't know how to tune. They know how to index tunes, meaning they draw it out, put it on a table, and then we, the tuner, have to tell them, by the way, this one's flipped. Because when I added timing to the top right, it didn't do shit. But when I added timing to the top to the bottom right, it did shit. And they go, oh. So then they try to flip it. And magically, you have a uh, update that everyone has. So this is why certain things we do, we don't give people. We're not going to go out there and give the sauciest sauce to people. So that then every stupid-ass tuner that has never done the work or put millions of dollars into the, the operation of, of, of Coyote Tuning just gets it for free. And then who gets the praise? The software company. Not the people that spend millions of dollars and broke a bunch of transmissions to achieve a certain desired goal. All of a sudden, then people update their fucking file and they have what we have. No, no, no. Fuck. Fuck that. I'm not a proponent of that shit at all. If programmers were blue-collar, worker-minded... We would get so much shit done. Do you know how lazy programmers are? And they th- they have this God complex, like they're fucking smart. No, you're lazy and you have access to software. Without that software, you're just some schmo. Blinky Bobby says, Lundy 85 R2 in cold weather starts up first try. I mean, mine does. Because we take cold uh, crank fuel into into um into account. Dear Walker says, so idiots are putting turbos into S650s like they were doing on the C8. I bet that runs great. Sarcasm. Exactly, brother. They're doing it and they're and they're they're calling people that criticize them haters. We're not haters. I'm just telling you what happens in the car at 5 to 6 PSI on a stock tune. And none of it is good. What are the limits you're seeing on the Roush 2 300 Gen 2? Everything else in the car is built now. The right suspension with the Steeda and Vikings and T56. Just wanting to know my limits. Your limits is going to be about 850 rear-wheel horsepower before you have to whip that blower up so much. It just causes more heat. And eventually, you're just going to have to go Gen 3 if you want to make well above 900 horsepower. But your bottom end is done at about 850 or 900. Yes, you can make 1,000 here and there, but with turbo stuff, easier with less stress on the motor. But a Gen 2 Gen a Gen 2 TVS, you can make 850 horse, no problem. 26 degrees at 5 PSI and 7,500 RPMs equals boom. No access to crank fuel on the Gen 3, another reason why Gen 2 is king. On 2018, 2019 and up, we have access to crank fuel. Let me check real quick. Let me, I'm going to pull up a 19 tune. Uh, hold on. Here you go. Da, 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 da. Okay. This one has an 87 millimeter throttle body, a GT350 cold air, which is a 110 millimeter. A Ford Performance, you know, uh, 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 you know, stage one. Let's go to fuel. Uh, oh my God. I hate how HP tuners index this stuff. Like where would you think where would you think the rev limiter is? It's called rev limiter everywhere. No cutoff. It's called cutoff under their stuff. It's just stupid, stupid. Um, fuel general. Da, 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 da. Oh my god. Oh my god. Injection reference. Startup. Startup. Yep. Looks like they have startup or crank fuel. Yeah, they do have crank fuel. They just call it startup. I think. Adder. What's this adder here? This is something else. I, I like it on other software, but they do have it on 19 and up. 
Um, my license plate is Hater, and I absolutely hate the S650. Thank you for your answer. I have a Gen 2 full bolt-on with the Flex Tune already on my second MT82. Uh, El Compa D says, I got a 2021 six-speed having rev match problems. Car won't start. It's at Ford dealer now. Not good. My Gen 3 full bolt on E85. I had to crank at least three times in weather below anything 60 degrees. I thought that was pretty normal for any car. It's not normal, but again, we have to we have to have a balance. So my GT500, you saw on the dyno. I think I the plugs are fouled or they're not perfect. I might regap them a little bigger if I can't get a set of plugs before tomorrow and go back on the dyno. Cold starts kill your spark plugs so fast. Now, if you are shoving fuel down the throat, there's a fine balance. E85, in my opinion, should not be run in the winter. Who the fuck are you racing when it's 30 degrees outside? Who are you racing? You're not racing anybody. But you want to run E85 because it's, you know... A buck eighty nine or two twenty, as opposed to three eighty. So you run it, and then you got to live with the eighty five problems. If you were to say I needed to start better, okay, then that means I, as a tuner, have to almost flood the engine because E eighty five doesn't like to light off when it's cold. I almost have to flood the engine to make your car start so that you feel all warm and fuzzy about the car starting on the first crank. Meanwhile, what's happening mechanically in that combustion chamber? It's fucking drowning the plug. Blah, 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 blah start motherfucker and the plug finally after just being soaked in the 85 bam lights off and now the performance of that plug can be the, the lifespan of that plug can be cut in half by just shoving fuel down its throat i have asked for something like that that's just what happened when the fuel system is installed my ticket is 119113 that doesn't make any sense for you when you go to work tomorrow i'm gonna look at it right now fuck it i'll look at it right now Oh, I want to see who's talking that shit. Watch it be me. Watch it be me. Be like, shut up. <laughs> Let me see. Because this is the reason we don't we don't like uh, uh, pop off. So one one nine one one three one one nine one one three. Nope, that's a wrong number. One one nine one one three one one nine one three. Okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. What are you talking about? Eight days ago, eight days ago, a tune was sent to you and you have not replied. November 8th at 9.20 a.m., the tuner says, see if it will start on this. And he sent you a file. Did you get that file? You haven't replied back to the ticket? Again, if you don't reply back to the ticket, we don't know that anything is wrong. If you're just frustrated and mad, but in the ticket you don't say, hey, by the way, it didn't help, we can't do anything. Uh, just checking in, says Valley Tenspeed. What's up, Valley Tenspeed? Turby's neck tattoo says, don't mess with my, I got that snake ring on my pinky. Do you think a single pass on 15 PSI will blow a Gen 1? Don't care if it don't care if it does. I'm doing a Gen 3 swap, but also want to see how John Long this Gen 1 will last. Are you willing to smoke your cylinder heads? I don't I don't understand this thought process of like, if it blows up, it blows up. Well, if it blows up, it doesn't just take the bottom end with it. It can take your heads with it. And good luck finding a good set of heads out there. Caught Captain is crazy. I haven't responded, but it still don't start that well. My fault. Then 1080 Sergio. 
If we don't know in the ticket that there's an issue, we think you're good. And eight days ago, the tune, it was not me, the tune was sent and says, see if it will start on this. And we have not heard back. So the moment it didn't work, you should have said, unfortunately, sir, it's still not right. I think it needs a lot more crank fuel. Or do you suggest me doing anything else? And he'll probably tell you to run pump gas in the winter. As he got his trans in his name, leave it alone. I, I, bro, I, I understand it. 10R80 Sergio. 6R80 Alex will never see that. People that change their car platform and then their screen name changes with it. I have a ZR1 and Escalade. I have a 5 Alex. 5 I've always loved Mustangs. That's it. I don't, that's ZR1 Alex. YDBTZR1. No, no, no. 5 Alex forever. E85 is hard on the rings and cylinders due to alcohol burning drier than gasoline. Never heard that one. Tell them to check spam. Do you think we have to do hardware tuning with S650 moving the cam sensor in order to adjust timing? Or is it my thought process flawed? Uh, look, Elver, this is what you do. You wait for tuning. This is what's going to happen. Everybody is going to think of a way of getting around the, 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 the tuning. Oh, I can make it see less timing, and we could do this, or that, or that, or that. And then tuning comes out, and all of your parts are useless. Oh, I know how to I know how to manipulate the pedal. I know how to do this. I know how to fool this. I know how to fool that. This harness, this, that. And you start making mass-making harnesses, thinking that there's going to be a boom. And then all of a sudden, tuning comes out, and all your parts are shit, and they sit on the shelf, and you just lost a bunch of money. Wait for tuning. 24 and up Mustang guys. Love ya. Wait for tuning. This twin turbo stock tune nitrous silliness is fine if you're willing to blow it up for clout. But unless you're backing a product, because what are you proving to the world if you run a number with no tune? What are you proving to the world? What are you doing? That you're pushing the platform? Okay, fine, you're pushing the platform. Then what? What product are you gonna sell by pushing that platform in a specific nature? Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna offer S S650 builds with no tune? I've noticed in the last couple of lives I've like been puffing into the mic, so I apologize. So back to this guy. I'm ripping all this red bullshit off my S197. Finally, throwing some Crusaders on it as well. What spring would you recommend? S197 stick car, stick shift car. Um, boy, I had great success with like a Ford Racing spring back in the day. I, I don't know that there's a boy. I would look up. I would look up Team Z stuff. I would look up uh, Steeda stuff. I would just rip all the red shit out of that car. Honestly, no. Anytime I had red shit on any car, any customer. And they're, they're literally using drop springs as drag springs. I'm like, bro, just get the shit out of your life. Uh, see if Steeda has any uh, drag-specific springs. Alva Galarga says, makes sense. I just asked, okay, off chance. Tuning is never available since iPhone, if it sends the phones home. Look, it phones home now and people still do it. So I don't think people care. All six here, tier 66, Johnny boy. Uh, nah, Elver. You'll probably have to send your PCM to the Russians for a bench unlock. By the way, that twin turbo kit is $14,000. Oh, my Lord. Thanks for the Turby review. I'm dead. Oh, I love it. $14,000 to put a 
kit in your 24 Mustang and no tuning and you might blow it up? Boy, stay off social media until your S650 can be tuned. It's problem solved. Why doesn't Lund buy? That's a good idea. UPR stuff. See if what UPR's got. Um, why doesn't Lund have a 24 Mustang? Tuning's not available. Why the fuck would we buy one? To see what we can do without a tune? Well, that's stupid, huh? That's a, that's a weird thought process. Let me see how fast I can go without a tune. Are you willing to blow it up? Are you willing to burn up plugs? Are you willing to burn up cylinder heads? 26 degrees with 150 shot, 200 shot? Bro, stop it. Looking forward to the latest C500 video. Me too. I'm Luntune as well, says Jay's Garage. If you get red shit on your car, you're, ooh, you're an op teams with the Cobra Jet Springs is the way to go. There you go, Cobra Jet Springs. But they sit a little low. The Cobra Jet front springs, I think, sit way too fucking low, in my opinion. Alex, would it be possible to street drive a Turbo 400 if set up properly, just plain stupid? I mean, guys, a Turbo 400 was a street transmission first. You understand? A Turbo 400 was a street transmission first. Now, you're talking like a Reed Case, Billy Badass, Billet Internal, Cone Converter, or Neil Chance Converter, Pro Torque, Billy Badass, crazy shit. Well, is the converter going to have a um, mechanical diode to lock it up or to, you know, have a less of a freewheeling effect and, you, and keep the heat to a minimum? Are you going to have a very aggressive cooling system for that um, transmission? I think you could do it. Look, what do you think all these drag and drive cars do? They have a, a gear vendor's overdrive and a turbo 400 that's really badass. Do springs really help with traction? Of course they do. Drag springs reduce weight transfer from what I have seen because they all lower the car. Stock springs aren't better. I don't think stock springs are better. I, I think you want something that is allowing the front end to come up and then your struts slow down the rate of the nose coming down to keep the weight at the back. But a lot of guys that are super fast actually have anti-squat so they have an aggressive bar angle at the rear but the front end still likes to come up. The, the, front end, the back end and the front end have a funky dance. So this is the back end. If you want a low power car to keep the nose up, well, you, you, want, you want this effect out of the hole. Big power cars, you notice that they do this. They get on, up on their haunches. And then it does like a wave where the front catches up. If you see Brett LaSala's car, if you see John Lund's car, it comes up on the back and then the front end still comes up and settles. So it's a fine dance as to allowing an, enough anti-squat that it, at a certain rate, if it comes up too fast, it bottoms up, it bottoms out on the, it tops off the shocks and it can literally top off the shock and then the tires lose traction. So you have to have a combination of spring shock valving and the front can't be too aggressive uh, in terms of uh, uh, you can't have the what is it the rebound too low because it'll bring the front end up and once the front end comes up and you guys even rvw cars billy badass cars that have the front end 100 tied down even they get up on their haunches and the front end comes up so it, it's a problem that persists on super high-end cars too but on a low on a low power car, I typically want the, the front end to come up as fast as possible and stay up. Best way to preserve a transmission is to keep it as cool as you can. Thanks for being seeing, seeing 
been seeing bad things about Team Z lately. Team, what, when the fuck have you seen bad things about Team Z? And on what on what forum are you seeing bad things about Team Z? They're one of the better companies out there. My buddy C706 makes 750 horse. How much power do I need in my Gen 2 Mustang to take him? 900. 900. On S197, I prefer stock springs. Cut the rear coil to get the weight transfer. Adjustable shocks and struts is a better. Okay, n- nothing wrong with that. Depending on what springs you get, you could either promote or reduce weight transfer. Steeda drag springs, promote it. Exactly. Corporate jet springs do, it, do sit low on the front, and I'm on a 28. Tall front tires still haven't scraped though. Good for you. FLKA, absolutely. Show the lunch video on the progression of the Grey Goose. Some great footage on that separation you just explained. Uh, you guys got six minutes? Okay, let's go. The Lunds produced a video of the Grey Goose from the outset to its current state. So bear with us. It's about a six-minute video. I think it's worth it to see the from the from the beginning beginning to where it sits now, and you'll see not only a progression in suspension, a progression in camera technology. 14 minutes. Ooh, I'll try to go. Let's look at that. Let's look at that launch again. Front end comes up, rear end squats. Remember, this was in 2011. Oh, that 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 chain that converter or the shift 942 in 2012, I think. Yeah, this was way back when. Texas Mile. So it went 206 in the standing mile. Funny that it went 209 in the quarter after that. Uh, Let's go back here. So tickling, this was I think 2013 or so. And this was an eight second pass, still a six or eighty, quote unquote six. So look at the launch, look at the sep- the lack of separation at the rear. Again, this is a stock Dimension 8.8 with, you know, 35 spline axles, the whole nine yards.
Oh, bro, this past pissed me off. Fucking getting burned down by a... Oh, don't get me started. So now, this is a FL2K where we introduce the uh, Blacklist 3-Link setup in, in the rear. And you see now we're starting to get that familiar separation of the rear which does like a wave and it catches up in the front. Thirty-two, sixty foot, like soft, soft. So that that's where we started noticing the input shaft, the stock input shaft, started giving up on the six R eighty, and we found a billet one later on. Okay, that is a perfect example of the rear coming up, but the front not being tied down enough, and it does like a power wheelie after the 60. Look at this shit. Bro, scary. Again, uh, now we come to how the car currently sits. Dry sump, the whole nine yards, um, Billy Badass, everything, FFRE motor, different turbo system, which I'll go over in a video with Senior uh, one of these days. But look at the gap here. Again, look at the gap of the belly pan, how it becomes, it goes from like four inches to a f like a foot. Good launch there for Lund. Hit the pedal a little bit, but sticks with it. Top of the racetrack. How many six? And there you go. So that's the progression of the Grey Goose. So at least it's a good visual representation of what, what we're talking about, where, you know, on low power, you kind of want a bit of a squat. And then you, 
on big power, you kind of want some separation. So sorry that it was just a, a bunch of video stuff, but I think it's a good, you know, it's a good thing to watch to kind of understand the progression of the suspension, camera technology, and just what that car has gone through. First time casting live, new follower here. Your commentary is hilarious. Thank you. Jay Green, are you the Mopar tuner? Your reaction on the big girl crack. Yeah, stop it. So wasn't sure if it was a batch of something. Oh, what's he talking about? So now the Grey Goose is 6R80 King. What is Lund's goals for the Blue Goose? Blue Goose is going to sit for a long time. Um, Grey Goose needs to bury. I'm saying stuff. The 6R80 record, and this is what we think is going to happen. I don't like to be too optimistic because it's still a 6R80. I think the 6R80 development can be brought to a level of Turbo 400 development. Now, bear with me. Before you laugh, the 6R80 just won World Cup. The 6R80 looked perfect at the World Cup. Pulled the transpan, everything looks fucking great. So now you have an overdrive-capable transmission with a stock case able to withstand 2,000-plus horsepower. So imagine if we go further in development. I'm not going to talk too much because I don't want to give anything away. But let's say we now stuff the record, try different things, different gear ratios on the rear end, different tire sizes, and we start seeing the car react in a positive nature. Now we're just collecting data. And imagine if in some distant future, valve body changes like you guys were talking about. Imagine a, imagine a manual valve body. Imagine a billet case. Imagine a reed cased 6R80. If the 6R80 becomes the go-to transmission to put in any car, not just Fords with, with stock computers, I'm saying any car. It can be a huge boom for PBH, Lund Racing, and 6R80 parts makers everywhere. Right now, if you want to go drag racing, everybody, everybody goes Turbo 400, Reed Case, you know, uh, uh, close ratio, 180, 150, 11, or one, 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 I don't know, 160, 130, 101, you know, cone converter, da 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 da. Everybody goes Turbo 400, Reed Case, Turbo 400, Reed Case. But now you have 6R80 with factory overdrive, no, no vendors, gear vendors overdrive. You can drag and drive it. That's probably going to be next because I think Lund Racing is going to have to prove that this transmission program can be better suited for a drag. Imagine the Lunds average a six in every track over the course of a drag and drive and one transmission survives it. Now Jake can't keep 6R80s on the shelf, but again, the software has to be there along with the hardware. We're talking to MoTeC. We're talking to this guy. We're talking to that guy. We have to basically make the 6R80 be talked about in the same breath as Turbo 400. So if the development can go there, because we have engineering-type-minded people behind it, you understand? Like a lot of people saw the win and said, well, yeah, with that kind of power, anybody could win. Do you understand the transmission technology that's in this car to make it live a long time? And for you to say it's just power that won that race? No. Transmission engineering won that race. Off the shelf, 252 converter? 
unheard of. Could you imagine? Circle D says, guys, this 252 4M is a six-second converter. And it's off the shelf. Nothing special. No crazy stator. No nothing. Oh, by the way, it's in an overdrive transmission. So imagine the LUNs go out there and start going, okay, um, let's do a drag and drive. You know, like like the Sick Week, Florida, where they go to Bradenton, Orlando, Gainesville, South Georgia Motorsports Park, back to Bradenton. And it survives that death type of thing. The transmission stays in one piece and it averages a six-second quarter mile throughout the whole week. Now, they won't do it in their first shot, but they might do it in their second or third based on all of the engineering type of stuff that we got going on with the 6R80. People are going to start going, wait a minute, that bitch has overdrive? Yes, check this out. Ooh, boo, boo. Wait, you're going 85 miles an hour at 2100 RPMs? Yeah. Stock trans? Stock stock firmware? Ford racing computer? And you go to a track, change the fuel, change the tune, and the bitch runs sixes? Yes, that in our world would be earth shattering because now everybody is going to want to get in on the 6R80 game. 6R80s aren't large either, correct? They're good size, but they're not huge, huge. I'm no tuner. I was out of the country for a decade while stationed overseas. Racing has changed a lot since I've been away. Really impressed with the Coyote and 6R80, but I don't know shit. That's all good. Grey Goose is a bad motherfucker. Big respect for Lung. I'm building a stick shift, new edge. Cobra, good suspension goes a long way and has Mentor 9-inch stroke travel makes a big difference. I would say that Lund has way more knowledge and data on suspension than someone who slaps a sticker on another company's product. Abso-fucking-lutely. Why? Because we race. We race. We put senior... This is senior's retirement. Imagine you retire and your retirement is racing 6R80 equipped cars and bringing them to the next level. Like, what the, What a hell of a retirement that is, huh? Like, Senior started going fast in his late 50s. Imagine that. Imagine you're 30 right now and you're like, you think you're doing big shit and then Senior was like, all right, I'm going to do work, I'm going to fly, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take care of my family, raise my kids. Boom, start a company, make the best tuning company out there for Fords and now I retired and I, I built the quickest and fastest 6R80 car on the planet and... I'm going to get into Billy Badass 6R80 development. And Jake. See, the, the, the person that you don't hear about and you won't hear about is Jake. I wish Jake was more forthcoming to being interviewed. Because he is a wealth of knowledge. When I, me and him talk, just we have dinner like once a week just to catch up on shit. And the dude has a wealth of knowledge. And I'm like, bro, I need to sit you down for an interview. Just... Like, a one-on-one, just put a camera in front of you and just talk. Like, bros. And, I, and I'll feed the questions and you just answer them for about an hour. He might be willing to do that, but he'll be super shy about it. I guarantee it. But I'll see if I can get him to do it because I'm telling you, it's going to be pretty crazy. I just remember seeing a Jay Green mention a bunch when I was looking for tuning stuff. It's why I asked. Does the 6R fit in a fox without modding? Yes. Again, guys. Hush money. Alex Flores Fairmont. Hush money. Went eights, 6R80, and all I had to do was massage the trans tunnel a little bit to get it to fit. So, I, I mean, 
it, it, it fits in a Fox, which is the most popular drag racing platform on the planet. Senior's going to build a Coyote Swap Mustang 2 next. Hell no. Circle D needs to rename that TC, the Lund 6 mechanical fuel pump. Yes, mechanical fuel pump. We'll talk about it when I interview him. But Junior made a post about it. So let's go to Facebook, the Lund Racing page, the official Lund Racing page. And he outlined everything that is done to that car. So right here. Okay, perfect. So this is everything that is done to the Grey Goose. So get your get your list out and get your checkbooks out because it ain't cheap. Lund Racing, November 14th at 9.57 p.m. says, Fast forward engines, Bill Coyote, wet deck. Meaning this bitch sees coolant. Predator block, 5.2 FRPB camps, intake only VCT. Billet crank, aluminum rods, dry sump oil system, 3,350 pounds, 2,100 verbal horsepower. Boost Lab, twin BLX79 with custom Lund Racing Design System fabricated by Ryan Eckert and the No Corners Cut Fabrication, 3,000 horsepower, air-to-water intercooler. WRC Mechanical Fuel Pump with Injector Dynamics 2,600. So we're going to go WRC Mechanical Fuel Pump. So it l images it l it's long because it's a fuel pump slash oil pump. Uh, it's long. Uh, mm, WC mechanical fuel pump. It looks something like this, but um, it ha it's longer because it, it it doubles as a oil pump also. Crank driven. That bit that that belt lasted all weekend. Didn't have to fucking worry about it. Didn't sling a billet off or nothing. So it kind of looks like that. There you go. Perfect. It kind of looks like that. Our fuel pump slash oil pump looks like that. Power by the hour. Six R eighty with a four R two hundred hub. Circle D specialties. Two fifty two off the shelf one piece converter. NLR electronics. AMS two thousand boost controller. Street Fighter Champ, quick as the fastest OEME CU vehicle, period. Quick as the fastest 6R80 overdrive transmission. That car has the quickest and fastest overdrive transmission on the planet and the quickest stock factory style ECU, period, on the planet. My 1906B, can I put the 6R80? Am I? No, no 6R80, no. No, you can't. You can't put a, a 6R80 in a Gen 3 with a stock computer. Is Hush Money origin story personal? I know you said it's very special for you, but I don't remember mentioning why. Yeah, Hush Money... I got as hush money. Someone told me I caught someone stealing at a previous job. Okay. Oh, I'll, three minutes. I'll try to say the story in three minutes. I, I worked at a shop and they wanted to build a project car. I thought it was cool to build a Fox body, but not a regular notch or, or LX. I wanted a long body Fox. So I thought I know enough about the Fox bodies that I can guide them at least as to what what to do because they had good um, fabrication guys there had and uh, I said a fox body he goes alright if you want to sell, if you want to get a fox body then you're going to have to come up with the money I'm like how am I going to come up with the money this is your project you're, you're the shop I just suggested he goes well if you want it to be a Fairmont then you have to come up with the money by selling used parts that I have laying around the shop I said uh, okay he goes but you got to do it under your on your time I said under my time he goes yes Okay, fuck it, because I wanted to do good by the shop. So I sold a bunch of dumb MSD shit, headers, wheels, tires, shit he had laying around, and I come up with 6000 bucks. 
So I present him with 6,000 bucks over the course of months of working on my time, right? My time. So he says, all right, go find me a car. I, I, on my time, drive to Waco, Texas from Houston, pick up this Fairmont from, um, I, I forget, he follows me now. It looked like a little grandma cream puff car. I loved it right away. Drove it back. They all loved it. They thought it was cool. And it just sat. So I spent 3000 bucks on that car. So there was a balance of 3000 bucks. So I said, oh, shit. We got 3000 bucks where we could at least start cutting it up and doing stuff. Nope. They ended up blowing the money on other dumb shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I did all that for nothing? I did all that fucking work for nothing? The car's just going to sit there now? Yep. There was no intention of building a car. I think they just wanted me to offload some stuff. Maybe the motivation was to build a project car and the car just sat in the fucking lot for months. And I was pissed about it because it was my personal time. So fast forward a couple of months, I see some sketchy shit on the books and I don't want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with this shit. So I said, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. He's like, what do you want? I said, I want the Fairmont. Went to his office. Grabbed the keys, handed them to me, gave me the title, signed, and I named it Hush Money, and I drove it home. There's the story of Hush Money. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you very much for hanging out with me for a little bit. We saw what Turvy is up to. The end of the year update was phenomenal. We saw that LMP of MD went out there resetting their ZL1 LT record. Good on them. They also had the red truck running a good number. Um, and they, you know, I think they did a good job showing up to uh, World Cup. It's just probably they were stretch out a little on the thin side. We talked a little bit about the Grey Goose. We talked suspension stuff and we just talked general shit on the chat. So it's a good time. And then I followed it up with or ended it with the Hush Money story. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys on Sunday morning. That's right. By the way, I don't know if you're into this. Starship is looking to launch Saturday morning. I understand you might not care. I understand you don't give a shit about space travel. I understand you don't give a fuck. This is the second attempt to fly a the biggest freaking space vehicle ever. Saturday morning on X, the SpaceX page on X, a.k.a. Twitter. Check them out. NASA Spaceflight will be covering it also on YouTube. Check them out. And maybe you're not into this shit, but guys, if anything, it's going to be a sight to behold to see this big, massive rocket try to take off, hot stage, then the ship goes into orbit and lands somewhere in Hawaii. It's going to be amazing. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I'll see you guys on Sunday morning for some peasant chat, and we'll talk a little bit of shit then. Have a